Don't get it twisted. The New Orleans Saints have a ton to prove this weekend against the Houston Texans. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on this In Case You Missed It episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, breaking news, all of that. You can become a Locked on Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some on Locked on Saints. And this In Case You Missed It episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun and easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. Head over to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL today and use promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase to get a first deposit match up to $100. On today's In Case You Missed It episode, I'm taking you through my five biggest takes of the week to help you get ready for Sunday's matchup. A lot going on around the world here now, so I wanted to make sure that I brought you yet again this Saturday episode. Make sure you're all caught up with everything in case you had to miss episodes throughout this week. So we're going to take a look at the ongoing rumor mill around Trevor Penning and why I think it would be a bad idea to bench the young offensive lineman. We're going to take a look at the big challenge that CJ Stroud presents. And to kick off today's show, we're going to lead off with a look at how the Saints have so much to prove on Sunday. So that's amongst the five big takes that we're going to go through, but let's kick everything off here with what it means to get a win against the Houston Texans. And look, this is not the same Houston Texans team that we've seen in the past, the Davis Mills brand, the Case Keenum led, the whatever, right? It's not that version of the Houston Texans, which is to say that they can make things complicated on Sunday going up against the New Orleans Saints. But this isn't the type of win that if the if, if the Saints get this win, right, especially if they do it convincingly, it's not one that you just write off and say, ah, well, you know, they just beat the Texans. Like, this is a very talented young Texans team. And for the Saints, they have a lot to prove this weekend. Because look, they just handed the New England Patriots their largest home shutout in their franchise's history, 34-0 last week. And everyone rightfully, in my opinion, said, okay, well, let's wait to see it again. Which isn't to say that the New Orleans Saints need to string together a series of 34 to 0 shutouts, or rather, even that they need to string together a bunch of shutouts or 30 point games. They just need to show that they can go out there and consistently win. We saw this last year, right? Saints hit a couple of 30 point games, lost in one of them, uh, but couldn't really keep the consistency. It was very up and down, up and down, up and down. Think about the, you can see that in a couple of other ways too, even 20 point games. You can see, the you know usage of Taysom Hill, really good some games, really bad the game after, really good the next game, really bad the game after. So you know, you've seen the inconsistency from this offense tons of time over the course of the last 
22 games or so. So because of that, and really you can go back to to the last year with, with Sean Payton too, and you could see the inconsistency there that came from injuries, record number of starters, whatever it is that you want to pin it on, it was still inconsistencies that were a part of that, whether it be execution-wise or otherwise. And so for the Saints, this game against the Houston Texans, which by all accounts is a winnable game in terms of you know roster versus roster, however it is that you want to look at it, it's a winnable game for the New Orleans Saints. And I'm sure the Houston Texans look at it as a winnable game for the Houston Texans. Great, good. Every NFL team should go into every game thinking this is a winnable game. Uh, otherwise, why are you playing? What are you playing for? Uh, so yeah, it's a winnable game for New Orleans, but that doesn't mean that it means less if they win this game versus if they beat the you know another team. Like you need them to win this game. The Saints need to win this game because they have something to prove, right? Can they put something together that they can maintain efficiency and consistency on from week to week? So the Saints scored three times in the red zone last week. Had the advantage of field position quite a bit. Had the advantage of a you know pick six that kind of kicked everything off had the advantage of an overall bad offense in, with, with the New England Patriots and an overall bad defense with the New England Patriots as well, struggling without their biggest playmakers on the defensive side, all of that. So now can you take that level of success, that confidence that you've built, and which should still be a confidence building game, you can go up against the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are going to play 17 games this year. Not all of them are going to be shutouts. Not all of them are going to be games in which they surrendered 30 plus points. Although they're getting close on the latter one for sure. So you have to take the success that comes from that, the positives that come from that, with the same vigor and with the same fervor that you take the negatives that come from that. And the, the work, the growth areas, the things that you still need to work on. Yeah, the Saints scored three times in the red zone. They could have scored more. They could have scored more points. They had two field goals that if they, you know, if the drive goes better, could have been touchdowns. Chris Olave dropped a, a touchdown pass in the end zone or, or technically I don't think it's it's considered a drop because he he went out of bounds first in the end zone and all these other things. So I don't I don't know. I don't know why that's not called a drop, but they don't call it a drop. But it was a drop pass. Um you know, you had some things in the run game that could have been better. You had 12 penalties, you had four false start penalties, all these other things, right? Like there are still things to improve upon, to grow from all of that. And the New Orleans Saints need to show that they can do that and then maintain some consistency, right? They don't necessarily need to be perfect in the red zone, but hey, if you get there three times, can you score two touchdowns? They don't necessarily need to score 20, 34 points, but can you score 24 points? Can you score 26 points? Can you score 27 points? Like, can you show that growth for your offense? On the defensive side, can you maintain the level of dominance that you showed last week? Doesn't matter the level of player or, 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 or opposition that you went up against. You had to do things right in order to not allow that offense to be better than it was. Can you do that again here against the Houston Texans in what will be a test? The Houston Texans are technically, by a yards per game metric, the best offense that the New Orleans Saints will have faced so far this season. 11th in the NFL, everybody else been in the 20s. I think the Carolina Panthers might be in the 30s. So you look at everything that the New Orleans Saints have gone up against so far, and you look at where the, the Houston Texans are different, and where they differ is that their offense is a lot more efficient, their offense is a lot more um, well-coached, and, and executes at a much higher level than any of the offenses that they played so far this season, Tampa Bay included. So can the New Orleans Saints now go out there and show consistency against a better opponent than who they demolished last week? And if they can do that, it proves a ton and helps to establish this team 
in terms of where they should be a part of the conversation across the NFL. Because right now, particularly in the NFC conference, you've got the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and then everyone else. Can you create that next tier? I don't think that the New Orleans Saints offense at, or the New Orleans Saints at any point this season are likely to join the tier of the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, especially on the offensive side, maybe on the defensive side. They should probably already be in that conversation on the defensive side. However, can you create that middle tier? Can you establish yourself and separate yourself from the field, the rest? This is an opportunity for them to start to do that. Then you got a short week against another AFC South opponent. In the Jacksonville Jaguars, you got who? The Chicago Bears right after that. Like you have winnable games coming up. You got a big test with Jacksonville coming to town. Don't get it twisted. But you've got winnable games and it starts here, technically started last week, but continues here with the Houston Texans. A lot to prove with this game for the New Orleans Saints. And a lot to prove for this game, by the way, for Derek Carr. Okay, let's not leave him out of the conversation. This isn't being critical of Derek Carr. I actually like the majority of things that Derek Carr has done with this offense so far. But you had a, 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 a really solid game last week. I know he didn't hit over 200 yards. Doesn't matter. Yards don't win games. Okay, points win games. Got him in the end zone. Can you do that again? And can you show, yes, you were the right choice for this team this offseason? This becomes the next part of that conversation. And, and I'm pretty confident in that, in that realm. So we'll see. We'll see how the New Orleans Saints fare here against the Houston Texans. A big part of how they fare against the Houston Texans, though, won't just be how their quarterback plays. It will be how they match up against the Houston Texans quarterback in C.J. Stroud, who might be a rookie, but is playing really, really good ball. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Jace Medical has an absolutely phenomenal product called the Jace Case, which comes complete with five different antibiotics that can help you out with over 50 different infections, sinus infections, all these other types of things. And it's great if you are somebody that wants to be kind of disaster prepared or natural disaster prepared, all that kind of stuff where you want to have your earthquake kits, your hurricane kits, have some stuff, some supplies to be able to take care of yourself and your family. Think about it like insurance. Sure is great to have when you need it. And this is an excellent piece to add to your home insurance, to your preparedness lifestyle. So go and check them out over at jacemedical.com. Grab yourself a Jace case. Let me help you out with it though. $20 off. Get $20 off of these life-saving antibiotics today by heading to Jace Medical. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. The New Orleans Saints are going to be going up against a rookie quarterback who Dennis Allen defensives have fared well against in the past, but this ain't your everyday rookie quarterback. This is C.J. Stroud. Appreciate everybody for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day, and for all you everydayers here for being here every day. So look, C.J. Stroud might be a rookie, but you cannot sleep on this kid. This takes us back to Friday's game plan episode about how to match up with what C.J. Shroud and this Houston Texans offense wants to do, which is effectively like they want to operate the way that a Kyle Shanahan offense operates. And this is what is spreading around the NFL right now. Wide zone approach, 
but then also mixing in some of these gap scheme, power run concepts uh, as well. Now, the Houston Texans have not been very successful as a rushing team. The Saints defense needs to maintain that uh, in order to make life a little bit more challenging for CJ Stroud. But the things that you know about CJ Stroud is that he's not going to take big risks. He's one of the lowest percentage deep passers in the NFL amongst those that have th- had at least 100 dropbacks so far this season. He goes to his first read around the you know the average. He's not pressured very often. He's right around Derek Carr in that same category. Um, makes good decisions, good uh, ball locator as well, uh, and is always looking downfield to get the ball out and make a play in the passing game. These are things that you usually say when you're talking about a three, four year young quarterback in the NFL, a veteran quarterback in the NFL. Well, we can say that all about CJ Stroud right now. So how do you disrupt that? Well, knowing what the Houston Texans want to do with Bobby Slowick coming over as their offensive coordinator from the San Francisco 49ers, you want to take away the middle of the field. The San Francisco 49ers system that Shanahan tree system loves play action and crossing routes. So you have to be able to take away the middle of the field. If you could take away the middle of the field, where CJ Stroud right now is the second most efficient quarterback in the NFL behind only Brock Purdy, the San Francisco 49ers version of CJ Stroud, um, if you will, in terms of the system that they're running, of course. You can make him then have to go outside the numbers where he's one of the least efficient quarterbacks on an EPA per play standard, which is a metric that measures success based on points earned per play, basically. So force him to go beyond the numbers and go outside, and then maybe you're able to take advantage of some stuff there. CJ Stroud yet to throw an interception in his career could be the first rookie quarterback to not throw an interception through his first six games of the season, unless the New Orleans Saints can change that. All I'm saying is that CJ Stroud does not yet have an interception thrown in his career. Alante Taylor does not yet have an interception that counts in his career. He continuously gets interceptions stolen away from him for different purposes. And um, just saying, one play can change both of those trajectories. The other thing you want to do is generate pressure. And a good way to generate pressure is by taking away the middle of the field, making CJ Stroud go later into his progressions. That San Francisco 49er system is very much one read. If it's there, throw it. One read. If it's not, go to your second read. It should be there. And so you have to make him progress past that second read. And if you can do that, then it makes it a little bit easier to generate pressure. You do that. You've then, you've already seen over the course of his first five games, CJ Stroud go from a 66% 66% completion percentage and in a 113 point something uh, passer rating to dropping down to a 48% completion percentage and dropping considerably when it comes to his pass rating when he's under pressure. So you have to be able to generate that pressure. The Saints are not a win immediate off the line, get pressure within two seconds type of a, a defensive line. They are a three, four second type of snap clock pressure. So you want CJ Stroud to hold on to the football, take away the middle of the field. He's forced to hold on to the football. Coverage then creates opportunity for pressure. That's what you're looking for. So that those kind of become the big things. But CJ Stroud is going to present a challenge for this New Orleans Saints defense because he's not going to make many mistakes. So you have to take advantage of when those mistakes happen. No dropped interceptions. No, you know, get your head around, make plays on the ball. No, you know, missing opportunities to pick up fumbles if you create a fumble over on, you know, wherever it might be. Those things, those all become massively important. All right, let's go to Thursday's live show. Um, the Saints will need to fight speed with speed in this game. Uh, the Houston Texans defense is massively aggressive, very aggressive, 
They fly fast. They get plenty of players to the ball. They react very quickly, all of that. So you have to turn their, take their aggression and turn their aggression into being undisciplined. So if you take it from being aggressive to being undisciplined, you have a real opportunity to run away over on the offensive side, particularly early. So what are the ways that you do that? Well, because this is such a fast, reactive defense, play action, big part of it, make them over pursue the run so that you're able to take advantage of the pass. In order to do that, you have to establish your run game. So that's got to come first in order for it to be most effective. Play action can still be effective without an effective run game, but because of the fact that this Houston Texans defense has surrendered over 110 yards per game on the ground, you should be able to get enough of a run game going that your play action is boosted in that case. The other thing, double moves on the outside. You got a lot of speed with Chris Olave and Rashid Jaheed, Lynn Bowden as well. Hit some home runs with your home run hitters when those opportunities come. I think you'll see the Saints take a couple of those shots here during this game, but also yards after catch. <clears throat> if you can find ways to create open space for these receivers, get the ball in their hands, and then allow them to be able to create with the ball in their hands. Rashid Shaheeds, Lynn Bowden's. I wish Juwan Johnson was playing in this matchup. He would be perfect for this kind of a thing. But hey, a false Moreau up the seam, there's some real opportunities here for the New Orleans Saints. And then the other thing that you're looking at are screen passes. Take advantage of that aggressiveness. Let those pass rushers that haven't generated much pressure for their Houston Texans defense let them come on through, get super happy about the opportunity that sits before them on a sack to Derek Carr, and then dump it off off to the side. Let Alvin Kamara, let Kendra Miller do the rest. Let Rashid Shaheed do the rest, whatever it might be. So I think that you want to take advantage of all that. And if you can take Jalen Petrie out of the game, the, the hard-hitting, fast-flying, really good chess piece safety for the Houston Texans, if you can take him out of the game by occupying him with Alvin Kamara occupying him with Chris Olave out of the slot, whatever it might be, right, with the tight ends, get him involved and focused somewhere and then be able to go away from him. That could work wonders for this New Orleans Saints offense as well. So that I think is going to be huge, huge, huge for this New Orleans Saints offense and also for the defense in terms of what we've just covered there. So now the next thing that's going to be big for this New Orleans Saints offense is what is their offensive line even going to look like going into this matchup? Will Trevor Penning be on the bench? And how does the potential absence of Andrews Pete now create a ripple effect that could impact that very decision or make it even more potentially detrimental to make that decision going into this game? We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's In Case You Missed It episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the absolute most fun and exciting way to play daily fantasy sports and one of the most transparent as well. You're not going up against all these mystery lineups that do or don't have some players. You just kind of got to trust it based upon what you're told after the fact when you're fighting for this little sliver of some big old pot of money. You don't have to worry about that. It is super transparent because it's just you and your football knowledge versus the house. So if you know the NFL game, you're ready for this. And not only do they have the NFL, they got college football, they've got MLB, they've got NHL on the way, they've got the NBA on the way, WNBA, women's basketball in college. There's going to be so much for you to check out over at Prize Picks, and it's this simple. You get handed projections. Is this player going to come in at more or less than that projection? Alvin Kamara, 63 and a half rushing yards, more or less. 
You answer that question for two to six players, get them right, you can win up to 25 times your money back. So go and check them out today. Visit prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL. You're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. The first deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code all lowercase locked on NFL. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And I'm sounding right off here. The idea around benching Trevor Penning to me is a bad call if the New Orleans Saints go that route. Appreciate all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. I maintain that the New Orleans Saints should not bench Trevor Penning. Will they? Probably, right? Like where there's smoke, there's fire and all that. And so the only thing I can assume is that there's something else. That's a part of this equation, but I don't think it's a very good move, especially right now if you're going to be without Andrews Pete. Andrews Pete, who like consistently deals with these health issues and has all throughout his career, I'm sure it's probably one of the reasons why the Saints accelerated the end of his contract to the end of this season. They need to have somebody that can be available for them at the position. And then, you know, luckily they've had James Hurst. They drafted Nick Saldaveri, who I think they've been smart not to immediately rush into action. Uh, he was a guy that I thought could probably come in or possibly come in and maybe even take Andrews Pete's role at some point going into this season. Maybe that won't be the case. Uh, but you know, he's been active for what a couple of games, yeah, two games now. And maybe you'll continue to see some a little bit of development from him, but maybe you're looking forward to seeing him next year more than you're hoping to see him this year at this point. And that would be good because that would also mean that the veterans are staying healthy ahead of him, James Hurst, Max Garcia, all that. And then maybe Andrews Pete. But if Andrews Pete can't go this week, and if you're wondering why we're talking about this, he did clear concussion protocol. Uh, but the issue is that now he was full practice on Wednesday, full practice on Thursday, but then had a groin injury, I assume at near the end of Thursday's practice, that led to him being a DNP or did not participate, did not practice on Friday. And now because of that, today on Saturday, they're going to get a look to see how he's looking during walkthroughs and then have to make a decision based on him. So the Saints who have already ruled out five players this week, could potentially be ruling out a sixth with Andrews Pete. So definitely something to watch there. But I do think that the Andrews Pete question mark here, it does have a little bit of a ripple effect across this decision awaiting around Andrews Pete. If the New Orleans Saints are to truly bench Andrews Pete, or excuse me, around Trevor Penning, my apologies. If the New Orleans Saints are to truly bench Trevor Penning, is having a James Hurst starting at left tackle for the first time this season and a Andrews Pete already dealing with a groin injury, is that really a better option than Trevor Penning at left tackle and James Hurst at left guard? Let's flip that. If Andrews Pete is not available and the Saints are adamant about benching Trevor Penning, which I can only imagine becomes like a, hey, we're going to bench you here. You're going to sit out this week. We're going to get you back, get angry and get ready because we're hoping to come back to you. I can only assume is maybe a part of that conversation. Um, if Andrews Pete is out and then they decide to still bench him, then all of a sudden you're redoing your entire left side, both spots of your left side with James Hurst, who, would, who has started at left tackle and performed well at left tackle for the Saints before, but has not played that position so far this season. And then you're going to Max Garcia instead of Andrews Pete at left guard who hasn't started for the New Orleans Saints at left guard, but has played and, and played fairly well during the Green Bay Packers game when Cesar Ruiz was out. So they had James Hurst in at right guard. Andrew Speed had the concussion symptoms, had to take him out of the game. Max Garcia stepped in the left guard, held it down. 
But now your entire left side, which is two players, right? Your two players on your left side, your quarterback's blind side, your $150 million quarterback blind side is all of a sudden changed and new. And I know for Derek, it's like, I don't, it doesn't really matter to him who's playing on the offensive line. He feels that the role of the offense belongs to him. So, and what I mean by that is that like, if the offensive line is underperforming, he feels that it's not on the offensive line to improve. It's on him to manage that, right? Okay. The offensive line is having some trouble, whatever. There's going to be pressure coming. Okay. How do I be better at my job to mitigate that? That's Derek Carr's attitude. I love that attitude. I love that approach. But we can still sit here as the guy that's not being chased down by by players and look at it and go, okay, but also the offensive line though, you know? And so <clears throat> I'm just looking at like that left side of the offensive line being like entirely renovated going into this game. Maybe not great. Maybe not great. So I, I think it would be, I don't like the call. Like, you know, I'm just going to be honest. Like I, I think it's a bad call to bench Trevor Penning, period, because you didn't do it when he was struggling in pass protection. If the accusations are correct that he's struggling in run protection, that is inarguably less important than the pass protection on the blind side for your $150 million quarterback. Now, all of a sudden, you're changing your tune about, oh, no, he's got to see live shots. He's got to develop on the field. He's not going to develop in practice to struggling in the run game. You're like, well, we'll, we'll look at it in practice. What? Like, it just it doesn't it does not compute for me. But again, I'm the idiot in this situation, right? I just have the microphone and the computer and the camera. Those guys have the playbook and the millions and the decision making. Easy for me to sit here and say, don't like it, doesn't mean that I'm right. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Because as I mentioned in, in Friday's live episode, it's either going to be one of those things where you wrap up this game against Houston, Texas, and go, hey, that went really, really well, or hey, that went very, very poorly, right? That decision, should they make that decision? So we'll see which one we're talking about tomorrow evening in our live postcast episode from NRG Stadium following the game. All right, <clears throat> let's get to our last take of the day. Saints confidence and swagger are going to be tested, but Saints confidence and swagger are going to be necessary in order to win this matchup against the Houston Texans. This is a big part of our Jackson 5, five takes, five uh, keys to victory, if you will, uh, for this week. And my last one, particularly for the offense, was to have confidence and have swagger going into this game. And I understand like confidence and swagger in intangible in things, right? And some people feel like, it shouldn't even be a part of the game, like, you know, that it's unprofessional or whatever. I, I don't because I, I grew up playing football and knowing that like just trash talking was such a big part of the game, right? Being confident, walking out on the field, nothing made a player better than walking out on the field and knowing to themselves that they were better than the guy that they were lining up in front of. Like that level of confidence inarguably has an impact. And the New Orleans Saints need to have that confidence, that swagger on the offensive side. Michael Thomas has to have the confidence that he's better than whoever's lining up across from him. Chris Olave has to have the confidence that he's better than the guy he's lining up across from. Rashid Shahid, same thing. Foss Moreau, same thing. Each offensive lineman, same thing. Derek Carr, same thing. Alvin Kamara, Kendra Miller, everybody. Jimmy Graham, Hemi. We need Hemi Graham in this one, right? That's who we need to see. That level of confidence, that level of swagger, the I am better than you and you can't stop me from doing the thing that I want to do needs to be a huge part of this game for the New Orleans Saints for two reasons. One, it'll help them win this game, right? Because on paper, their, their offense on paper is better 
than the Houston Texans offense in terms of assembly of players and personnel. Okay. Um, second, that carries from game to game. You want to talk about consistency? You know what leads to a lot of consistency? Confidence, belief that you can go in and do what you did last week and do it all over again, but better. Like you have to have that attitude. And, and then also just confidence in the system, knowing what to do, knowing that you know exactly what to do. That weeds out the penalties, the pre-snap penalties, the procedural stuff, all that, because you have confidence in your knowledge of what you're supposed to do when you go out there on Sunday. And if the New Orleans Saints can do that, I think they win this game. It might not be a blowout. It might not be a 30-point shutout. That's okay. The New Orleans Saints can go and win this game based solely on the fact that they are better than the team that they're lining up against. And that's what you're looking for in terms of confidence and swagger from this team. All right, those are my five biggest takes from the week, and there's much, much more. Feel free. I think we had nine episodes this week, nine or eight episodes this week, including this episode, I think is nine. So you've got a ton to go and check out. If you want even more, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to check out the Locked on Saints Insiders group. Which you, can he- which you can join by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints. I'm actually going to give you another way to get into that as well, because maybe you don't, you know, you, maybe it's easier to do it this way. Uh, if you want to join, another way you could do is you could actually text locked on uh, to this phone number 504 285 7473. 504 285 7473. Text locked on to that number. It's going to send you a code, send that code in. You get 14-day free trial and then $4.99 a month after that. Great way to support the show. Uh, I know a lot of people have asked me like, hey, can we donate? Can we do super chats, all that stuff? I don't want to charge you for the show. But if you want a little extra, here's a good way to do it. And then it helps with supporting the show as well. So come and check us out and head over to the Locked On Saints Insiders group. I think we're going to start doing some Zoom calls with that too, like pregame Zoom calls or something like that. I'm going to figure it out. Um, All right. I appreciate y'all so much as always. Make it locked on Saints. Your first listen of the day every day. Big shout out to all you everydayers out there. Um, after the game from NRG Stadium, live postcast after the show. Then I'm driving back Monday. Uh, so I'll try to do some more additional stuff on Monday, but I'm probably going to be exhausted. I was exhausted this week, but we did it. We made it because I love doing this show. So I can't wait. I appreciate y'all as always. Make it locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you live and let me know how you're mom and them. Trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.